everybody. Welcome back to the Generosity Experiment. I'm excited for this episode today. We're going to talk about the three steps to really what gratitude is really about. If you're picking this episode up as your first one, go back and start at the beginning of this series. It'll it lead you and goes through a process to get to this point to understand some of the concepts that we talk about. But without any further ado, I am excited started. Enjoy this music for just a second and then we are diving. So through this process of talking about gratitude, we we know that gratitude is more than just a list of things to enjoy in our lives. In order to be truly grateful, We have to believe that there is a benefactor, someone that is giving us things to be grateful for. When we offer up gratefulness without directing it towards a benefactor, we end up out of alignment with the principle of gratitude itself. There are really really simple steps to implementing gratitude and having it actually affect our lives. Whether or not you believe in God is not really the question here. It's more about the mindset that you develop to carry with you. It can be God, a person, or even a group of people, but attributing gratefulness to someone or something is a vital part of this process. But it's consisted of three simple steps, really. The first step is to accept everything in your present reality as a gift. Sounds simple, but you know it can be complex. Being grateful for things to, to come is hoping. Being grateful for things that are past is reminiscing. When you are grateful for your present life and everything going on in it right now, you will start to understand Paul in the Bible when he told the Romans that all things work together for good. There's different scenes of our lives that tend to be put in three different categories. One is the insignificant experiences in our lives. These that are ones that we neither are grateful for or ungrateful for. They are just things that happen. Often we are unintentional about our thoughts or our attitude towards these experiences. Most of the time we think nothing of them when we move on to the next moment. The second is negative experiences. These are the things that we typically leave off of our gratitude list. They are the things that we wish could be different about our lives. Sometimes these moments tend to find a way to creep back into our lives through things like bad habits, limiting beliefs, fears that we haven't actually dealt with. And then the third is the positive experiences. These are the things that happen that we can easily identify as good. Our experiences of whether something is worth being grateful for depends on our perspective. Typically, this is the low-hanging fruit. We tend to put on a gratitude list. These are the things that exist in that list. These are the things that we use to make ourselves grateful because other people don't have these things. This is the comparison model. The tendency that most of us have is that we are only intentionally grateful for the positive experiences, for that third, the, the third category. We are, we're unintentional about the insignificant experiences and intentionally ungrateful for the negative experiences. Everything is colored by our perspective and our experience. What one person may view as a blessing to be grateful for, another person might view as a curse to be ungrateful for. If instead of calling them experiences, we call them opportunities, because really they are just three different types of learning experiences, all equally valuable to our lives. 
Each learning opportunity provides vital feedback to progress our overall life. Most of the attention when we talk about gratitude as a tactic for success, happiness, or peace is focused on the third type of experience. We focus on the stuff that is the low-hanging fruit. If you picture a jar of candy and the best stuff is on the top, you grab it first. It's called the first third, right? The easy stuff, the easy stuff to get to. The second third is the insignificant opportunities. These don't, on their face, make us feel better or worse. These are the most common and most frequent experiences. Our day is made up of hundreds of these moments. Because there's so many of these types of experiences, it makes it easy to go into autopilot mode. If we are not aware that these experiences exist to make us better, and that they provide untold opportunities to learn and grow, our gratitude for them will never materialize. These opportunities are the thick middle third thick because there's a lot of them right the last third is at the bottom and it is the negative opportunities these experiences often provide the most profound feedback they are not profound because the feedback is more important than the other two thirds it is because it gives us the opportunity that we may not have found any other way but through pain loss hurt heartache tragedy whatever Perhaps, at least in the beginning, this third seems to be the most unpleasant part of the process. We tend to bury the things that are hard to find value or purpose in, hence why these learning opportunities are located at the bottom of the jar, the bottom third. We cannot learn from something that we hold in contempt. Just like it is hard to take a teacher seriously that you don't respect, gratitude bridges the gap between the negative experience that holds us back and being able to learn the necessary lessons for those experiences to propel us forward. Everything that exists in our life is feedback. It is data that if we choose to process it, can all be used for our good. Sometimes we get feedback that we don't initially like, but when we have trained our minds to see everything as a gift, As information to make us better and improve our lives, it puts us in a place of highest potential. So that's step one, to see everything as a gift, something to be grateful for. Step two is we need to accept that you are the only one with the authority to improve what you have to be grateful for. If all we do with our gratitude is put it on a list and look at it when times get tough so that we And then we diminish the effect that we can have in our lives if we do that. Once we have accepted everything in our life as a gift, the next step is learning from it. Learning the lessons that will benefit our lives and see what is required of us and how we can take 100% accountability for what we have in our lives. There are two types of people that emerge when we take a look at our lives and we start to identify all that we have to be grateful for, and we start to take account for it. There's the blameologist and the accountant. The blameologist, this is the person that will concede gratitude for more of obvious low-hanging fruit, but instead of seeing the things that may be disguised in difficulty as worthy of gratitude, they seek to place blame. Blame can be placed on a person, a set of circumstances, or anything, but no matter what the blame is aimed at, One thing is always consistent with the blameologist. They are looking outward. It might be to someone or something, 
but they want it to change their situation so that they can have more to be grateful for. There is one simple truth that is true for every problem that we have, and that is the answer to every problem that exists in our lives exists inside of you. You cannot find lasting solutions until you look inward first. The solution might still require the help of another person, but if it does not start with you questioning your own virtue, asking yourself what you could do differently to get a better outcome, one that you desire, a blameologist will always have the things in it will always have things in the ingratitude column because the only thing consistent in all their circumstances and relationship is them and the habits and belief systems that they carry with them. So conversely to the blameologist is the accountant. The accountant is the person that starts out their quest to find gratitude 180 degrees away from the blameologist. The first place an accountant looks for answers is themselves. It is much easier to change your own actions to get what you want than to try to change somebody else's. An accountant can identify and accept blame if it is warranted, both in themselves and attributing it to somebody else. But the accountant's primary goal is not to place blame or to make sure that the other party knows that they did was wrong. A hidden tactic a blameologist will use is to make sure everyone is assigned the proper amount of blame and that each person not only accept their role, but that they acknowledge it and take accountability for it. The worst scenario for a blameologist is when they are not at fault because they feel warranted in their blaming. Our society gets these two concepts confused all the time. Usually the harder or more tragic the circumstances, the harder it is to separate them because we infuse emotions into the equation. But no matter how dramatic the circumstances are, an, account, an accountant will always have a far better potential to improve their life and prevent unwanted situations from happening again. As we begin to take on the role of being a self-directed accountant for our lives, as we get a glimpse of how grateful we really should be, we can learn that our life and everything we are currently experiencing is all just feedback. We are conducting a one-of-a-kind experiment, and we are both the scientist and the subject. Each time we get feedback, we have a choice to adjust and improve, or we can blame those the mouse for not choosing the right path. Understanding that you are in control of not only being grateful, but that you are also in control of what you have in your life to be grateful for is one of the most powerful ideas that you can possess. When I got from my, my trip from Ghana, I was not grateful that I had more or less than the people there. I witnessed people in Ghana being far more grateful for the things that they had that I had not considered worthy of being grateful for. And all my experience taught me more about being grateful for the choice I have to be grateful for everything. You are the only one that can make that choice for your life. Entitlement and expectation can stop our gracious disposition dead in its tracks. This is a quote by Tony Robbins that says that when we trade our expectations for appreciation, we get out of living in the future and not in control of our present to deciding how we are to feel, our, feel about our present and make it a much more enjoyable experience. You have the responsibility to increase it. That's the third step. 
It is not enough just to live, just to survive. It is incumbent on each of us to equip ourselves to do something worthwhile in society, to acquire more and be and more and be more and require more light so that our personal light can help illuminate a darkened world. And this is made possible through learning, through educating ourselves, through progressing and growing in both mind and in spirit. Gratitude is an action word. It only comes alive when you practice it. We tend to take care of those things that we are truly grateful for. There is a parable story in the Bible where three men come to Jesus and they are each given talents. A talent in these times was a fair bit of money for somebody. One man was given five talents, one man was given two talents, and the other man was given one talent. Some might look at this parable today with a comparison mindset. They might offer the opinion that it is not fair for one to be given five and the other one talent. When we compare in this way, we are overlooking the unlimited lessons that each one of these men can learn. All given very different scenarios, but none of them are in short of, of lessons to learn. In this parable, after all three of the men are given the different allotment of money, they go their separate ways, knowing that they are to be reported back to their master at a later time. When that time comes, to the accountant for the to the accountant for what they had done with their talents, it was found that the man who had been given five talents had worked, traded, and had increased his account by double. The second man had been given two talents and had worked and traded two and had increased his allotment by the same percentage as the first. Both of these men were congratulated and commended by the master. Then the third man stepped forward to give an accounting for the talent he was given. Instead of working to increase his talents, he had decided to bury his talents out of fear of losing it. As we are asked to be grateful, just saying we are grateful for a list of things in our life is not enough. Increasing what we have and improving our lives is how we show our benefactor we are grateful. When we take steps to increase or to make better that which we have in our lives, we take gratitude from being an inanimate emotion to an animated way of life. It can take work to find difficult situations as worthy of our gratitude. But gratitude is the key to unveil the lessons to be learned. It is what will give you purpose that will be an unfailing foundation in your life rather than a fleeting emotion that is dependent on outside influences to give you the proper formula for gratitude. So to recap, guys, these are the things. You need to see everything as a gift. To see everything worthy of your gratitude in your life. Everything. There's nothing to leave off any list. It's all something to be grateful for. You need to be 100% accountable for the life that you have today. Doing this will help you to acknowledge that which you really have to be grateful for. But also, it will get you to step three in the knowledge that you have that you are the only one with the authority and the responsibility to take action to increase what you have to actually be grateful for. So that's the key. See everything as a gift. Be 100% accountable for what you have in your life today. And then take action to increase what it is that you actually have to be grateful for. 
Thanks for listening today, guys. If you're picking up this episode in the middle, start back at episode number one and come through the episodes. They all kind of go in sequence. And feel free to to check us out over on the generosityexperiment.com. We have all the stuff you can get. You can get um, pay it forward cards. You can get um, join the community on Facebook and and get to be a part of that. If you have feedback on this episode or aha moments that you had, you can feel free to leave them there and share your feedback in the community that we are building over there on Facebook. So thank you for listening to this and go out and be generous today, guys. Thanks. Bye.